joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited, y'all. I'm laughing because homegirl needed a minute, right? God ordains rest. And this teacher, it was the summer, and I took me two weeks. I took me two weeks <laughs> to rest and revive and rejuvenate. And if there was one way to come back, I think today is the way, right? Um, I told a servant leader that we have on, um, we'll have on in just a few moments, but I've been watching her for quite some time and that's truly how it is. You know, we have been celebrating three years on this podcast, just letting God do what he does, right? And starting the pandemic, fast forward it to just athletic professionals who um, speak about what it truly means to serve in the roles that we're in. And we do that by simply servant leaders saying yes. And today we have Coach Alex Simmons with us. She is, I'm sorry, Sims with us. She is, I'm sitting here looking at a message. Shout out to our very first servant leader, Coach Willie Simmons, who owes me something. I'm calling him out. He owes me something and I'm waiting on and that's what I'm looking at. So forgive me, Coach. We have Coach Alex Sims with us. She is the head women's basketball coach at the University of Memphis. And I told her, I'm super excited to just watch how God moves in her and watch what they do. We're, we're now going to be fans um for sure now that she's a servant leader but coach I want to thank you for your time I think that that is one thing that people miss it is an amazing gift that once it's given it can't be given back so I thank you for spending this time with us I'm looking forward to learning and growing with you so I'm gonna close my mouth I'm gonna close my mouth I'm gonna pass the torch to you so you can unmute and say hello to our listeners and we'll get this conversation started today well, thank you for having me. And it's funny that you say um, you have been watching me because I've been watching you. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> things like that. Um, just following you and seeing what you've been doing. Because obviously, you know, you wouldn't, I wouldn't agree to do something if I didn't think I was, you know, doing something with a, just a genuinely organic good person. So I appreciate you doing this and having the coach that you have on. Um, also to that note, um, and then it kind of goes hand in hand when you talk about servant leadership, because everybody on my staff in some way, shape or form, I was watching them. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's what, you know, servant leadership um, entails is doing something for somebody that was probably done for you in some way. Um, and everybody on my staff, I watch them from afar. I watch them. Um, you know, through social media, um, watch them when I coached against them. So, um, you know, I think that's where, you know, I walk in who I am um, and I walk in faith is when you look at my staff. Um, you know, so there were some questions with my staff and everybody being so young. My long, longest tenure assistant coach is one year um, as far as being with me. Um, you know, I'm considered the old one, um, but I think that's where you talk about, you know, giving back, um, you know, serving a purpose more than anything. Um, and I, I absolutely love my staff and what they do for our program and for me just as a human being. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm somebody who's very big on goals and somebody who's very big on fear. Um, and I have, I wear this bracelet. Um, I actually got it at the Final Four. Um, Psalms 118 and 6 um, is basically, I will not fear because God is on my side, essentially is what it is. Um, I have another bracelet that says, uh, one of them says cool mom, but the other one says fearless. Um, and I wear them in the way that where it says fearless, cool mom. Um, you know, I think sometimes a lot of the times what we don't know and the ignorance that some, we may sometimes have keeps us from getting to the next level or getting to the next thing. Um, and it's, it's usually more than likely that fear factor inside of us. But, um, you know, this bracelet is a reminder for me each and every day that, you know, I shouldn't fear because I have God on my side, um, you know, in the way that, you know, I'm a mom, in the way that I'm a wife, um, 
in the way that I mother um, my children and in the way that I um, do my wife, my wife thing every day. Um, I think it's just always important to serve a purpose um, in those aspects of our life and not just um, worry about being a coach or being, you know, the X's and O's on the court getting workouts in because um, there's so much more to what we do um, as coaches, but also, you know, as as leaders um, in our programs and in our communities. Coach, I think that's so good. And first of all, I was sitting here, you probably saw my face like, mm, oh, before we got on, we were talking about your, your daughters and, you know, I am a girl mom um, and I smile at that, right? Because I tell people, you know, we always dream and for those that maybe didn't know, but most people, you know, they really wanted to have children. And so now that I'm a mom, you know, definitely want to keep the discipline part there, but I do, I think I'm the cool mom, right? And it's not by trying, it's just simply by just, you know, we have swag to what we do, coach, you know, but I think the other portion that you mentioned is just that fear and being fearless. And I love that because confidence is a huge thing. Um, I was talking about this with a local coach down here in leadership, especially what I feel anyway, with young girls in sports now and making their transition mm -hmm. to college, that fear thing is real right? That confidence and fear is, is a lot of what I'm seeing and having to truly, it's not the skill that they lack, it's trying to get them to not fear actually owning um, mm. the gifts that God has given them the truth. And so I want to start right there, you know, as a coach, you know, we're a lot of things, right? Mm. And so a lot of people think, oh, well, she's in college. And so she doesn't have to do that a lot. But I want you to just talk a little bit about yourself as a servant leader and having to, you know, build that mental toughness and that confidence and expressing to your young women that, you know, you are fearfully and wonderfully made as the word mm -hmm. said. So what are some of the things you do as a coach and a servant leader to, to manifest that into the hearts of your players? You know, I think it's always been important for our players to see me doing the things that, you know, a woman, you know, a woman should do. So, you know, if they see me not confident, more than likely they're going to be confident. I learned from a couple of teams ago that my team reacted to how I was when I came in the gym. Um, and just simply as opening the door and taking, putting my big toe inside the gym, right away they had a judgment on how I was. And I didn't realize that. Um, but at the same time, you know, when you think of, you know, the image of God and the image of, you know, who he is, you think of, well, how, you know, how, how was he? And you, you try to mimic that. And I think um, now not saying that I'm God or anything like that, but your players try to be how you are. That's correct. Um, the same way we try to be, you know, we try to walk the path um, in, in, our, in our faith. And so I, I had to learn that very quickly in my, especially being a head coach, that, you know, how I am reflects how they are. Um, and, you know, I think it's very important to, it's hard with this generation of kids, but letting them know that it doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter the judgments. As long as you're doing the right thing, as long as you're making some type of positive impact, um, and as long as you're serving whatever purpose that you want to serve, um, those outside opinions, you know, just don't matter at the end of the day. So, um, you know, I don't, can't say that there was necessarily anything to be done. I think you just, I had to, the thing that needed to be done was to realize all those things. I think that's so good. And I think that you are so right, right? When it comes down to the energy that those that we lead see, right? And so even to your point, I know that with your daughters, it's probably the same thing. Mm -hmm. you know, I'll play with my daughter and she'll be two in September and I'll smile really big, right? And just that, you know, she'll look at me and say, okay, like in her mind, I don't know why I'm smiling, but mommy's doing it. So <laughs> and then here recently, I taught her how to do the sad face, right? More mm -hmm. so to now get to the, the men in our family, right? To get what she wants, right? Mm -hmm. So I say, can't just do the sad face. And like this, she hits the sad face. But to your point, you're so right, because if I come into the gym and my kids, they'll know, they're like, uh oh, coach, what happened? Mm -hmm. Did you have a bad parent teacher conference? Did you, you know, hey, y'all get it together because coach not feeling today. They mm -hmm. feel that. But when I come in with energy and I come in ready to go, it sparks, you know, mm -hmm. just like 
anything else, it sparks and it hits off down to each one of the players. And so you're absolutely right when you say that, you know, Coach Brittany Ezell, I'm always call her coach. Uh, she's no longer coaching at this moment, but she is a mentor of mine. I admire her. But one of the things she said on a podcast before and all the time we speak is if we want them to be a woman, they got to see a woman. And that's how mm -hmm. you open that up. And I think that is so pivotal in servant leadership, but even branching it out to all of our listeners um, to be inclusive. If we want them to be servant leaders, they have to see servant leaders. So like you said, coach, you know, with your coaching staff, them watching you, even though you've been there the longest, they're watching what you do. They're watching how you come into the gym. They're watching your energy. And I think that's very huge, coach. That was that was right on point. And I got, um, you I know, have, when we talk about, no, go ahead. I keep this on my desk and it, um, we had Debbie Antonelli come in last year with our team at Gardner-Webb and she, oh, oh here we go. Then she gave us these light switches. Nice. And she's like, keep your light switch on. And so mine, I've never, since I got this, I've never switched it off um, for that reason, because I feel like if I ever, you know, turn who I am off or, you know, maybe I don't have energy one day, whatever it is, if I turn that off, I may not ever be able to flip it back on. Mm. Um, I think, you know, that's, that's probably one of my biggest fears is that I change who I am, the people around me change who they are, and then we can never get back to the foundation of what we were trying to build. I think that's perfect. And I love that they even utilize that as a team building exercise. Sometimes we need that tangible approach, right? That mm -hmm. evidence, you know, and I'm reminded of the familiar scripture that says, let your light so shine. Mm -hmm. Right. So that men and women can see your good, you know, works and glorify the father that's in heaven. But if we are dull, if we are dim, right, how mm -hmm. are we allowing ourselves to be able to illuminate? One of the things I always pray in closing is help us to illuminate so that others that may not know you can find you. Well, how can people see the Christ in us if we're not letting our light shine, mm -hmm. you know, and that it even extinguishes over to being Coaches, how can we bring energy if we're not letting our light shine, if we're not illuminating, not only on the court, but off the court? So I think mm -hmm. that's amazing. I may have to steal that idea, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, and everybody has to say that probably I would think, I would venture to guess that over 75% of people, the very, very first, whether you want to call it Christian song or hymn, whatever it was, this little light of mine. And mm -hmm. now we probably learned that song because it was probably the easiest song for us as kids to learn, but yeah. it, as simple as it is, it holds so much meaning. Um, it does. That I don't, you know, sometimes you just have to go back and reference it. Um, you know, you and we have players who have goals and mm -hmm. you never want to, like you just said, dim their light. So mm -hmm. please shine, do whatever you need to do to make those things, to make those lights brighter. Um, because that's not going to do anything, but make us as a whole better. That's for sure. You know, I can see this deacon. Um, I grew up at a, you know, you know, a rural country mm -hmm. Baptist traditional church, right? And I could just see the deacon right now singing and he kept adding his own ad libs to, to the song. And one of the things he would always say is he said, my God gave me the light, so I'm going to let it shine, right? And so often, not only that light, but our peace and our joy and the things that we bring with ourselves to work, um, you know, and to the gym. There are many things right there I know probably make you want to come in that office, close the door and say, y'all give me a minute, right? Yep, yep. And so I often think about that deacon when he sings that verse, because it's like, there's so many things throughout the day that can cause me to turn my switch off, you know, and clip it down. But he specifically would sing that verse because he'd say, but God gave it to me. So if he gave it to you, didn't give it to me. So you can't take it back. Just like right. joy. If right. you didn't give it to me, you cannot renew, remove or renege it from me. And so I often think about that as I move as a servant leader that, you know, in this life, we're going to have trouble, but just like the word says, take heart, I've overcome the world. So I can mm -hmm. keep my light shining. and I can keep as your switch you have there turned on because mm -hmm. I know God gave that to me in order to illuminate for those to find him. That's so good coach. <laughs> That's so good. You know, I, I, the transition, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of the bigger things that I wanted to kind of hit on, you know, in this coaching thing of all sports and athletic professionals, you know that there's shifts, right? And time to transition and move. And so being in the game for a little bit, you have some coaches that listen to this um, that may have just entered or maybe have been in it for a while. Mm -hmm. And decision-making, 
right? There's a level of discernment. I tell people, I feel like I know I have an advantage, like on all of my fronts in leadership. Mm-hmm. I know that I consult, you know, a higher power. I know I consult God in my moves. And then I have to have discernment to know when it's time to move. So mm-hmm. not only with this shift, coach, it's just that it's relevant to this question, but in your career, two parts, how do you use your discernment or consult God when it's time to a move or just in decision-making whatever job that you're on? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think, you know, I, I have never believed in, you know, from a career standpoint and things like that. I have never believed in everything happens for a reason. Um, I've always believed in everything happens for a reason with action. Um, because without my actions, without, you know, me leading, without me um, making decisions, whether it be for me, my career, my family, whoever it is, um, nothing can happen. And so, you know, I just all has always been, I've, I've known what's for me. Um, and I've been, I've been 10 toes down when it comes to that. Um, and I feel like, you know, for the most part, I've stuck to that, um, in my career, um, making, especially when it came to being a head coach um you know I was good with being an assistant coach um you know and things happened but I was straight I mean, you know I had n- really no desire at the time to be a head coach um and then you know the situation happens and I have opportunity to go 40 minutes from my from my mom and dad and family um to be a head coach now I guess the decision making came when, you know, you're like Gardner Webb. Okay, who knows where Gardner Webb is? Well, not very many people are going to raise their hands. Um, But, you know, I think I'm somebody who, you know, I'm going to make the situation how I want it to look. Um, And that was my one and only goal when it came to taking and going to Gardner Webb. If I'm going to take this job, I'm going to take it, I'm going to make it and make it look how I want it to look. I mean, I feel like, you know, that's exactly what we did. but, you know, I just think everything happens for a reason with action. And without action, you're probably going to be stagnant. First of all, I wanted to, and I was so glad I was on mute because you're going to learn something about me. And when you <laughs> go in and listen to other episodes, I'm excitable, right? And so yeah. you're going to hear a whole bunch of, right, what? I'm, <laughs> right, I'm that person, right? And so I was just thrown because it was just like, yeah, like we say that often, everything does happen for a reason, but it also threw me that addition was so powerful because mm-hmm. I was just saying, someone asked me yesterday, how did you honor God today? Right. I have people in my life that do that. They truly make you intentional about how we're moving. And so I said, you know, I spend my whole summer um, trying to encourage student athletes to not only have faith, but work. And I put work in all caps. Right. Mm -hmm. I think Steve Harvey says it, you know, God blesses your hustle. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you added that, I think that was so one right on time, but two perfect. I have never heard that before because everything does happen for a reason. However, with action, I think mm-hmm. so often we pray and we ask God for things. You know, my pastor always gives that um, common story about the man that was stuck on the island and then he was praying and asked God for help. And then the helicopter came. He said, no, no, I know God is going to come and help me. And so the helicopter would allow the leaves and then a boat comes. He says, no, no, I know God is coming. And then finally nothing else comes. And he's like, Lord, I mean, come on. Like, seriously, he's like, yeah, man, you did. And I sent it for you. You I just sent, did yeah. take action yeah. to go and get on the plane <laughs> or the boat. And so I think sometimes we make God so unattainable. I think we make him so far-fetched sometimes when legitimately, as the word says, faithful without works is dead. And if we have the faith in him, yes, that's a part of it. But we have to have that action as well mm-hmm. to move. And when we can do that, he blesses those footsteps, mm-hmm. he blesses that hustle. And I had never heard it so perfectly put until you just said that. Oh, and the, and the action may not always be the easy decision. You know, sometimes it's the hard the decision that um, one of my coaches, um, Rick Gensel, he one of the, he I keep this with me to this day. Success is built on inconvenience. So you may have to Ooh. walk another path. You may have to, you know, 
Come wait on. on a train and cross some tracks and go through the trenches to get there. But if you want it, you'll do what you need to do. And that's where that action comes. Come on now. And see, here's the thing about that. First of all, shout out to you. That's your assistant coach, you said? Mm-hmm. No, my head, one of my head coaches. One of your head coaches, shout out to him because I'm stealing that one too and putting it <laughs> in my arsenal. But I think it's, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes we are. I was looking the other day, my um, God sister got married this weekend, right? And so it was all the things that a wedding brings, all the emotions. And, you know, I was getting ready. And there's a scar I have that's kind of like mm-hmm. right here. So the dress that I had showed that. Now, mind you, on a day-to-day basis, I don't think about that scar now. It was from a surgery that was three years ago, right? Mm-hmm. But in that moment, I saw it and I'm like, huh. So now that I see it, I'm paying attention to it. It didn't, again, did not bother me, whatever. But it kind of reminded me of one, that inconvenience, two, the sacrifice of it, but three, the pain that it brought, mm-hmm. right? Now, I don't feel any of those things now, but the scar reminded me of those things. And so where I'm going with this coach is two parts. It's one that as servant leaders and as you know, Christ followers, we're gonna be inconvenienced. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go down paths that we sometimes are like, now hold on my God, like why you trust me this much, right? Mm-hmm. And, but on the other side of that thing, right? when I'm looking, I didn't understand it when I had to, what, what ended up happening is I lost all feeling on this side. Mm. It was a rib that was infringing on some vessels to move and allow circulation to happen. Right. And so they removed that rib and all was well, but in the time I didn't understand it. Right. I'm like, I go to the doctor, I try to eat right. I try to do what I can do. And what crazy, just out of the whim thing, but in that moment of waiting, right? And in that moment of recuperation, there were things that God showed me that I probably probably would not have found, listened to, or understood had I not been inconvenienced. And so where I want to shift to that for you, Coach, though, is a lot of times in our actions of servant leadership and professionalism, especially in sports, we have a plan and that plan gets derailed, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We can maybe come up with a whole practice plan, scout report here and other, and then something comes along to throw a wrench in our plans. I want to target you this way and speaking to the listeners and even to yourself as a servant leader, as a head coach, how do you make sure that your temperament stays where it needs to be in consulting God when he moves and shifts some of those plans that you thought that you had on the straight and narrow? Well, I'll, I always say, even practice plan, even my life, I was like, oh, we got more of a menu. Because on the menu, <laughs> you, know, you, you choose it. You may not like it, you may like it, but it's more of a menu. Um, but, and, you know, I think it's just you, a lot of time to myself and prayer and in those situations, deep breaths. Um, but I'm a listener. And so, especially if it's with somebody else. Um, whatever the situation may be, if it's a group of people, whatever the case with my staff, whoever, I like to listen first. And I, I, I've had to learn that reacting is not always the best first reaction. Um, so I would re- always rather listen first in, my, in our staff meetings. Um, I always let my staff speak first. Um, I don't, you know, I obviously talk about what we're going to talk about, but allowing them to have their voices and listening and taking notes and things like that. And then after that, responding. Um, that doesn't just help me that helps them um you know being confident about having a voice um you know players being confident having a voice um in our huddles you know they always start with how's everybody doing um because again i think that's important to just check up on people um you know everybody wants to have a voice in whatever they're doing so um i think it's important for me when you talk about how i respond i have to listen first um take it all in. I think that's just, that's just, and for me personally, that's always been important. I think it's very important coach. And, you know, that is one of those skills and things that I've truly been working on. Um, Actually, right before we got on, I was in a training where that's Mm -hmm. what we're learning to do. Right. And I think so often we work so hard on those skills that we need as coaches that we fail Mm -hmm. to realize those intangible skills that Mm -hmm. actually make us successful um, human beings. And, you know, I think about all that has to be on our plates, 
right? And I'm pretty sure you try to find time to go to the gym physically. I'm pretty sure you have to make time for your family and all of these things that we allocate. But one of the things that I know that shifted in my prayer life is becoming a mom, right? So that devotional time looked a little different, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I could be in my moment and then I feel this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, of course we work on staying physically fit and mentally fit, but what do you do to make sure and ensure that you stay spiritually fit? Talk to us a little bit about what you do to sharpen your iron each day um, to make sure you're sharp for uh, those that you lead. Um, mm, I get, I feel, I, I hesitate because I, I feel like that's changed um, for whatever reason that's changed in coming here. Um, I have this, I put it right here so you could see it. Um, one of my assistants got me this book and it's 300, it's daily wisdom, 365 days of motivational thoughts. Um, nice. And so I've really actually, I'm not a reader, so this is way out of my comfort zone. Um, but I've gotten into reading books more. <laughs> um, and I feel like for whatever reason that has expounded my way of thinking, um, you know, I sometimes tend to, um, I like to walk. I walk a lot, even on campus. Um, and my staff teases me that, you know, if I, Alex asks you to walk anywhere, you better ask how far is it because you can walk <laughs> um, And on, on those walks, though, I do that because I feel like I can be um, at one with, I hate to say that because it sounds corny, but that's just how, that's just me as a mm-hmm. person. Um, I guess I'm a little hobo-ish <laughs> when it comes to uh, outside of basketball. I like to be outside and being with one with nature and hikes and just being able to look at this. Me and my daughters all the time when we're in the um, in the car, uh, we look at the skies and the clouds and the shapes and you know who do we think you know if we if they are familiar with um, people that have passed and stuff like that. Um, you know, who do we think's behind, you know, those clouds and um, like what's that. that cloud remind you of? And, um, you know, so-and-so, you know, that looks like that could be so-and-so because that cloud is shaped like this. Um, you know, and, and when we lose people in our life, a lot of the times, you know, we feel like we lose a part of ourselves. Um, and so I, I use those times to connect um, however that needs to look um, with those people, because a lot of the people obviously are important to me. Um, so I feel like that's how, um, that's how I, and I, I probably, I never actually realized why I like to walk until now, until talking to you, um, <laughs> because that's what I do. So that makes sense. Um, yeah, it, it makes total sense. Being, being able to look up, even, I'm so thankful, I joke with my staff, like look, when you make these transitions, you know, you become thankful for the little things. Like I have, I went from zero windows in my office to having four. Wow. And I'm very thankful for these four windows because I can just look out and just say me a little quick prayer, if, you know, if I, if I need to, and then go on, go ahead about my business. I love that. I love that big time. And, you know, but coach, it is going to look different. Right. And I had to learn that, but I think that that's the intentionality of it right? That mm-hmm. I know you feel more connected to him that way. Mm-hmm. I was laughing because I tell people constantly on this podcast and one of our servant leaders um, and, you know, constant listeners and supporters, Robert Knox, who, who's listening now, um, we talk about often, I do a God is devotional. Mm-hmm. You'll hear that later, right? Okay. It, it truly does get me because I used to be able to sit, right? I mean, I'm just sitting there in my pretty little journal and take my time and all this or whatever. And now it truly has to be something that's vocal. But what I learned is that now it truly blows my mind at all the things that I can continuously do and be in tune with him that I was missing when I was sitting here writing on the pretty pages. You know what I'm saying? And I think that walking and being in what he created kind of draws you and gives you that sense of him and feeling him um, mm-hmm. along with being in his presence. So I get it. It makes perfect sense to me, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm pretty sure you feel even more sharp to start your day. Mm-hmm. And I start um, in just, you know, making sure that I'm good. Um, you know, we try to get started just in our household in general. You know, we're up at I'm up at 430. You know, mm-hmm. I'm at the gym by five, get a quick little workout in. 
Um, you know, th those drives, I think you said it earlier, those drives by yourself are very important. Um, yeah. You know, no music, no, no sound, nothing, just being one within yourself or within, you know, whether it's you praying or thinking or just being able to be by yourself is always important. Now, I, did, I didn't learn that until my older age, <laughs> how important that was. But see, that's how it goes sometimes, Coach, you know, big time. I'm reminded a lot of, again, those trials, right? Mm -hmm. And like it says in the word, trials work with patience and patience work with hope. And so when we're going through them, we're like, I don't, I don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. I've never met a person who's just like, yes, I enjoyed every bit of that trial. I, you know, mm -hmm. um, if you're out there, awesome. It wasn't me, though. Mm -hmm. um, I was speaking to somebody the other day and we do a, and I'm sure many of the sports world does it, but we do our breast cancer awareness pink game every mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. And it just brings, I'm sure you could agree for our young ladies, even more so seeing them watch these individuals with so much pride and strength and mm -hmm. they're sitting here cheering us on. And, you know, I'm telling them like, see, you know, y'all care about these cell phones and these shoes and your arm sleeve not fitting right and all these things. Mm -hmm. And these individuals actually are in the trenches fighting a battle on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So all you can do is come out here and you can put on the best fight of your life in this game. And one of the scriptures that I use that night, I keep right here on the front of my phone. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you mentioned just, I wasn't always like that, you know, that's how I shift myself to recognizing what the end game is mm -hmm. like the end game and it's james 1 12 and it says blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial for when he has stood the test he will receive the crown of life which god has promised to those who love him and so it comforts me to know that in my trial like i said everybody is not wanting that trial everybody is not choosing to want to be in that space and time Mm -hmm. However, I know what the end game and mm -hmm. the end goal is that he didn't say, Chelsea, I'm asking you to enjoy it and smile. Chelsea, mm -hmm. I'm asking everything I throw at you that you just, you know, grin and just say it's the best thing ever. But what I'm saying to you is remain steadfast, mm -hmm. remain steadfast. And so coach, I'm going to shift that to you a little bit because trials do come, mm -hmm. right? No one is exempt. Trials come. How do you remain steadfast when those trials come and not even in the sports world, but just as a praying mom, a praying wife, a praying woman, how do you remain steadfast into what God has promised when it may seem or may have seemed in the past that everything around you was just going haywire? Man, I shoot, don't question it. I, when, I, when I think about what I want in the end, mm, all those on. trials make sense. Come they on. all make sense. Um, and when you even when you look at people's um, I'll just use LSU since they won the national championship when you look at their games and you look at their last game and their last interview that they did they did not say man you know what we went through in that game that we just finished playing you know really got us they talk about what we went through during the season and so I think when you think about okay what do I want my end goal to be you can't question anything that happened in the in-between time of getting or meeting that goal or coming close to that goal um, because all of that in the in-between time is necessary whether it's hard easy uh, mid whatever all of that is necessary um, so going back to just being confident in whatever decisions you're making as long as you know you're making whatever decision you need to make for the best of who you are and your purpose and as long as you're serving, you know, um, I think we can get lost in that coach title. Um, but realistically, being a coach, what are you know, what are you really what are you really doing? Um, worried about a sport that can I think you said it earlier can be taken away at any given time. Um, so as long as you're serving, I think that's the, just the most important part. But being confident and thinking about that end goal during the hard times, I think that's that's where it's at for me. I think that's awesome, you know, Coach. And I, I, I guess one of the things, a lot of times when individuals see you all, 
on the sidelines, right? On the TV screens, Mm -hmm. Um, even as your own athletes see you on a day-to-day basis, they don't see the person. And so Mm -hmm. I like to ask that because when we do walk away from the sideline and when that last player leaves, life still exists and Mm -hmm. is happening when they go home and go to sleep. We then have Mm -hmm. to pick up those other roles that we're in. And one of the things I've learned a long time ago is that, you know, God has never, ever put more on us than we can bear. But I'm going to shift it back to something you said earlier. Things happen for a reason with action, right? And so I've learned over time with trial that there's a reason behind the things that he brings to us. Mm-hmm. But much like the menu you mentioned earlier with your practice plan, right? He says more like a menu, right? That's how God is with us, mm-hmm. right? You know, uh, the only difference is that we can't go and say, well, God, I want a little bit of this today. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll take this trial over here mm-hmm. as long as I can take this blessing over here, right? Because mm-hmm. if we had that right, if we had that, you know, we would never go pluck from the mm-hmm. trial. <laughs> right mm-hmm. but I'm reminded often by a servant leader his name is Dennis McNulty he's a brother of ours I love him he he's if he's not listening now he's gonna listen later but he talks about the fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. and he says one of the things that we often miss is that the fruit of fruit of the spirit even though there's multiple fruit is singular it's not plural right he says and as servant leaders we have to ensure that we're exhibiting all of the fruit of the spirit right? Yeah. Not just, well, I'm just going, you know, I'm going to show a little love today, but see the rest of <laughs> God, that long suffering, I don't want yeah. that, right? And right. that's what we do, unfortunately. But the fruit of the spirit is singular that we'll experience and have to exhibit those, unfortunately, all of the time. And yeah. so much like you opened up with though is, I'm not questioning it, but what I do know, it's like a song says, um, the same God right now is the same God back then. So that trial I endured back then, it wasn't a different God. Yeah. It was a trial nonetheless, but the same one that delivered me from that moment is the same one that's watching me and is is around me as I'm enduring this moment. So I think that was golden, coach. Well, and I think, you know, what does that look like? You saying, all right, God, you know, I want to be a college coach. And he says, all right, but I'm gonna put you through all this. And then you say, God, you know, I want to be a mom. I want to be a wife, but not only when I'm not a coach. And I say all that to say, you know, you can't, I don't, I've never believed in separating family and business or business and pleasure, however you want to look at that. Um, Because you can't, like you just said, you can't pick and choose, you know, I want this, I want that, I want this, but only when I, can do this but I only want to do that when I can do when I can't do this um so when you talk about not questioning things not questioning what he has put in your life I think that's where you know people always some people say some people are believers and you have to separate the business you have to separate the family well I'm not certain you know I'm not 100% sure but um I don't think that that's how our lives were intended by him to separate all these things Coach, that's so good. And I'm telling you, I'm sitting over here taking all this down. I want you to know that. So um, I, I just feel like these type of things, like, you know, the word tells us iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. These type of conversations are so necessary, though, because when we're enduring, we do. We feel like it's just mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everybody else in the world, everything's going right for them. And I am just enduring. And I'm right? struggling. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. these type of conversations allow us to understand that, no, it's not just me and that's why fellowship is important right and mm-hmm. I know that the season you know I always I hate to say in season out of season because honestly as a coach that is not a thing mm-hmm. right and so I'm pretty sure that the worship and fellowship portion um is a little bit different right mm-hmm. um have you found a place uh, you know that you and your family like to worship now that you're in Memphis not yet. We've done, um, I don't know if you've ever listened to uh, Mount Zion in Nashville. They do like an online deal. So that's, I mean, Nashville's like three hours from us. Um, but we're there now <laughs> online. And then Mount, I still listen to one of my former players. Uh, her dad's a pastor back in North Carolina. 
um, at Mount Calvary. Um, they do like okay. a Facebook live deal. So I, we've only been here, I guess, full time for almost a month um, with all of us here. So we're kind of just now getting into our weekends as a family. Yes. It's only our second weekend together as a family here. I love it. Oh, so that's so good. You know, I just asked because I know when moving, right? I luckily have not have to do that often. But one of the things that when coaches kind of come into Tallahassee, excuse me, mm. that's one of the things, shout out to uh, Mercedes Corona. She's a new head coach at Tallahassee Community College down here. Mm. That's one of the first things I'm like, hey guys, you know, where do you go to church? Where can mm. I work? Like, you know, and I think that that's huge and big. So I just asked because I know that upon one of the things in shifting to this new place, it's like, okay, what's going to be our new place for this? And what's going to yeah. be for this and yeah. things like so I think that's pretty awesome, Coach. Um, as we kind of start to turn these things, and you'll understand what I mean by God is, um, there are a few things that I got to kind of ask to enshrine you in, right, mm -hmm. to servant leader families. You know, you don't just get to get in, right? <laughs> on here, you know, there's a way we got to get you to, you know, pass through here. No, but that God is devotional that I was talking about earlier, how mm -hmm. my way of just sharpening my iron and being at one with God has changed now being a first-time mom. And I used to write, I did. I would have these cute little journals and I'd write and, and you know, definitely genuine, but I would take mm -hmm. my time and I would say God is. Because see, here's the thing, those trials we spoke about, it's easy to forget what he is when all I see is my pain around mm -hmm. me, right? I know who he is when the blessings pouring and falling in my lap and when things are going my way. Mm. But I can also shift and say, oh, no, this can't be. And so I'll say God is and I'll start right now. All he is he is amazing. He is a healer. He is. And I just keep going. Right. But one of the things that shifted in my life is when I just started kind of rolling it off as I'm taking a shower and then rolling it off as I'm doing my hair. And, and what I would find, though, coach, and sometimes I'll be about to run late to work <laughs> because I'm so at one with him. And it taught me that just like his will is, you know, one that never runs dry, I could not, there was no period that I could place over to what he was because it kept mm -hmm. going. So granted, you don't get a long list today in that devotional, but I'm going to throw it at you and I'm going to say God is, and I'm going to draw an imaginary blank right here on the screen. And so, but you only get one answer today. Okay. So if I were to say God is, and I drew an imaginary blank on that screen, how would servant leader Alex Sims feel that God is blank. peace? Come on now, peace. she was ready. Yep. Yep. <laughs> as soon as you said it, I knew my, I knew what my word was gonna be. What made you put that one, Coach? What made you say that one immediately? Well, because again, like I said, you know, I feel like when I'm by myself, that's when I find the most peace is when I'm speaking to Him, um, and you know, you just feel that calmness come over you. Um, you know, I, I think when you think about his purpose, I think you think about his purpose and then the purpose that we're actually living in, um, I feel peace in where I am. Um, and I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be right here where I am today without him. Come on. You, you know, coach, and I'm going to tack on that because that is often how I feel that as well. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much, there's so many things around us on a day-to-day -day basis that can change that stance quickly. Mm -hmm. But I've gotten to a place of those trials we spoke about earlier, um, not having fear like you spoke about earlier, um, being inconvenienced like you spoke about earlier. All of those things work together for my good as the mm -hmm. worst. So a place now where when you learn to lean and trust them, right? And you recognize that he'll bring you out every time. Mm -hmm. It gives me a peace because it's like, yeah, this is going all around me. But it's almost like when Jesus sleep on the boat. Yep. And they're like, you sleeping. You no, sleep. What's he doing? <laughs> we gonna die. <laughs> and that's always, my prayer has always been, I want that type of peace. Mm -hmm. I want the type of peace that even when things are not at all going the way that I think that they should, I can have the peace of knowing that God has already, already promised that he's mm -hmm. going to work out. And so I, I think that is so, that's me. Like how you were like, you ain't got to finish that question. Just peace, peace, <laughs> hush, peace. 
<laughs> because that that is the mark of the person who knows where their hope comes from. And I think that's so amazing. Um, one of the things that I tell um, my, uh, just people I'm speaking to um, is the ninth grader and the 12th grader between my, my, my athletes, right? Mm-hmm. In trusting God. And so in terms of me, like I said earlier, I'm not God by any stretch, but when we're riding along, you know, you have to take them home and things like that. Mm-hmm. The senior, when I, y'all hungry? Yes. <laughs> I can eat, I mean, you know, and then they get there and the senior's like, I want to number this and this and this. Can I have a cookie? Can I have a milkshake? And oh, oh, can I make it large? And can I, right? Yeah. A senior, the ninth grade is like, well, I'll just, I'll just take a burger. I'm like, you can have more than that. It's okay. No, 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 it's fine. And I always tell people, what's the difference between the senior and the ninth grader? The, the senior has been around me. They've learned me, they've known me and they tried me. Yeah, yeah. They have no reason to think for a second that they can't ask me for anything. Yeah. Because I've delivered, right? I may have gotten on your butt. There may have been times that were rocky with us. There may be times where I maybe have, you know, punished you for something that didn't feel good. But you knew at the end of the day, when there was a need, I met it. Mm-hmm. And so the ninth grader lacks trying. Mm-hmm. And so their, their ability to trust is not the same as a senior. And that's how I apply that piece and that's how I, allow, uh, I apply us as we follow on this world, this road of servant leadership, of Christ following and just being obedient is that the more we trust him and the more we try him, we'll recognize his ability. And mm-hmm. that alone will give mm-hmm. you. Yep. And trusting what you know is a, a lot of the times more effective than believing in what you don't know uh, and I, mm-hmm. I think you see that a lot with I've seen that in my situation right now um, you know you see that in our world when it comes to recruiting um, you know it's just you all you always tend to trust what you know instead of mm-hmm. believing in what you don't know come on coach come on here and of course this is the servant leader coaches bible study where servant leadership truly is at the center the front sides all around what we do right and servant leadership we've seen it we've seen it on titles of books we've seen it on podcasts mm-hmm. we talk about it some people put in taglines and i think that's great right but i think more than anything much like you just said it's trusting what we know mm-hmm. so in order to be servant leaders though we have to know what that is what does that mm-hmm. look like and that was a whole pretty much push and purpose behind the obedience to doing this platform and so talking about servant leadership it takes on so many different definitions, but we're asking you, servant leader, Alex Sims, servant leadership, what does it mean to you? Um, I think it, it, for me, it means that whether it's a player, fam, whoever, friend, whoever, at all my circle will always say that when I needed her, and even when I didn't know I needed her, she was there. Um, I think that's what servant leadership is. Mm-hmm. I think it's golden. And I think more than anything, even to add to your point, is just the presence, right? We can always talk about what we can render to somebody or what we can do and and will do, but it literally is, like you mentioned earlier, when I put my toe down in the gym, Mm -hmm. how is my energy? What am Mm -hmm. I bringing, right? What are they watching me do? Mm -hmm. How am I pouring into your world and your life? And I think that when we can do that, it brings about a change, right? Because a person can truly see the hand of God in my actions, right? Because we're supposed to be his hands and feet. So I love that. Coach, thank you. You're welcome. Thank, thank you. you. Know, I'm going to tell you, she tweeted out. It was so funny because, you know, we had kind of messaged back and forth here and there a while back. And then I saw things. I was like, thank you, God, because I was supposed to reach back out. And <laughs> glad that I did. I saw the... um Last podcast you did, he said, I lo- and you know me, I love a podcast. <laughs> do you now? <laughs> do you? Okay. And I'm good. This, you actually, this is my time by myself today. So that was good. Uh, I'm not a, oh, I'm not a closed door person. So this is the first time today that I was able to be here by myself. Well, I really appreciate that. Real quick. Hold on. Bro, Robert, you still there? Sometimes we have, as I say, come on in the room. Some of them still like our old school way. And he he is one of them. Hey, bro, you, I don't know if you wanted to say anything before we got off. 
Yes, Coach, I'm going to send you a church that my first lady preaches at. She travels from North Carolina. But okay. It's literally right across the border. Okay. I've been with her times. Every time I've felt been there, it's like the people are late. I'm looking at her right now. Okay. She's actually address. Give me one second. But amazing work. I know Garda Webb's going to miss you. I followed you as well. I love I, I love women's basketball. I love watching women's basketball. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Our middle school girls got to listen to you while you're uh, talking because we're coaching them right now. Oh, so uh, okay. Um, New Life Community Church. New Life Community Church. And that's 7197 Craft Road. I got it. Olive Branch. Oh, it's, yeah. Once we got to the airport and we stay in Memphis, it's a straight shot. I know it's not far because it seems like. Yeah, no, that's not far at all. Gotcha. Yep. So check them out. Um, she goes about three times a year. Um, sometimes I go with her at least once a year because during basketball season, she usually goes around that time. But um, I've, I've, I've experienced their ministry to be amazing. So, and I'll ask if she knows anybody else. Thank you. I appreciate it. Great word. And Chelsea, it's good to be back. It's summertime. <laughs> All the time, bro. We appreciate you, man. No problem. Uh, we'll have uh, quite a few of them for the, I call them the, the, the old school crew, right? And they still love, and, and we'll always do that. So I know typically when he's on, he always has a good, brief, and joyful word. And so I wanted to give him that. But Coach, I truly do, again, thank you for your time. Um, you know, this move of God can't happen without willing vessels like yourself. We truly admire what you do and just, again, letting that light shine. Um, and you now have forever fans in us. Thank tell you. you right <laughs> now, um, anything that you need, you just reach out. We're going to be here uh, ready for whatever you need. I appreciate that. And now that you've come back, now you can't go nowhere. Oh, no. We're here. What, what they say, booked and busy, we here. Yeah, we yeah. already here, huh? <laughs> we here, coach. We here. So anytime you see it. You just pop on in here. We we be here, and, and the funny thing, the blessing is just because you know how we're all coaches. We're busy. Sometimes I'll pop on here, and I'm like, hey, you know, it'll be a person we hadn't seen in a while, or you know, things like that. So it's always really good. But yep, not going anywhere. Good, good, good. Send me some. Um, I think you you talked about your Bible study. Yes, I sent it to you. Yep, yeah, yeah. I got you, Coach. We'll add you on that list for sure. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. No. And before you go, if you could just buy your hair real quick. Not if you're driving, though. Heavenly <laughs> Father, we thank you so much just for your uh, your patience, your kindness, your love, your genuine nature, and your ability to be able to allow past the cross such as you did today. We thank you right now just for the words that have been spoken. And the hope is that you just allow us to continue to decrease so that we you know, can just be the lights that you would allow us to be for your glory. Help us to continue to keep that switch on like Coach Sims has showed us earlier um, in how we walk and we move and we talk and all of our roles, not just on the sideline, Lord God, but at, in our homes as, as moms, as husbands, as wives, as family members, and all of those things, Lord God. Help us to just be whatever it is that you need. But most of all, Lord God, I ask that you just decrease us and help us to illuminate so that those that may not know you can find you. In your son Jesus' name, we'll always pray. Amen. Amen.